Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, June 8th, 2023. Tim, you smell that? The fog? No, it's Summer Game Fest it season. It is. It begins, bless. Officially. Officially, we're here. It's, it's the, the first day. day of the season. We're getting of course. the kickoff. The in kickoff a few short live. hours. Of course, I'm Blessing Addy A. Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim is really looking good, Gettys. Oh, my God. Thank you God. very much. Thank you very much. I've been trying to step it up for the live reactions to the showcases. Mm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear the Blazers instead of the Bomber Jackets. Uh, and, you know, since this is the prelude to the live reaction, I was like, mm. I'm not going to change you know what I mean? you might as well rock it you gotta come in fresh i've never been i feel like i've never been so outdressed on an episode of this that's show dope, that's dope too you got the the airpods hanging i got i mean know? i got the i mean they're definitely not airpods they're wired whatever they are yeah <laughs> no, these are like the they give these to brokies right? yeah this is what i'm rocking because i don't have the airpods but yeah no this is a fresh blazer how long thank have you, you had this thank is you. this new you know this this blazer actually feel free to gatekeep if you want to uh, oh no 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 it's mm-hmm. actually the opposite of that um this is uh thanks to the the beautiful fashion non-gapiness of yusuf mcgeet he wore oh. this for kind of funny prom. And I was like, I am in love with this jacket. Where did you get it? Mm-hmm. ASOS, of course, it's is the answer. ASOS. Yeah. And I was like, I'm jacking your swag on this one, bro. <laughs> like, this mm-hmm. is happening. And he's like, I totally understand. So, yeah, yeah, this is a use of special 100% of the way. Now, what no one's is, surprised. What's the plan for the weekend in terms of fashion and outfits? Because this is a conversation I was having last week. Well, I started off with Roger asking me, am I going mm-hmm. shopping for a summer game fest? And I'm like, no, I got a closet full of clothes. And then him mentioning that. He's going with Snow White Mike to go shopping to get clothes God for Summer Game Mike. Fest. And mm-hmm. that, you know, making me think, oh, man, am I slacking? Do I need to step things up? And so yesterday I went thrift shopping and Ooh, I, picked, okay. I picked up quite a few things. Usually I'm not a thrift store person. I'm trying to be more, you know, environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. And then also I'm trying to, like, you know, save my wallet. Because of course. it turns out if you buy a bunch of clothes from ASOS, that shit stacks. It does up. add up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, you know, it's nice going thrift shopping and then seeing a nice shirt and being like, all right, how much is this going to be? And it's $9. You're know, like, holy cow, I'm going to buy this. That happened to me multiple times yesterday. Yeah. And so I got a refreshed uh, outfit. Um, I'm excited roster. to see. I'm excited to see all of us. You yeah. and Mike, everybody, like, Greg, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? I know, I know what you right. mean. I know what now, you he mean. had a plan. I don't think he's going to commit to it, but he did have a plan for, for fashion for Summer Game Fest, but I think it came together a little too late, but we'll see. Mm. We'll have to What's see. your plan? So my plan is I'm not going too hard. Uh, the Blazers are going to stay at home. That is definitely a, I'm trying to, for at least right now, that's a showcase look, showcase reaction look. When I'm down there, I, I'm going to do the normal Tim thing. I don't think there's going to be any outfit you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one difference uh, for this E3, Key 3, Summer Game Fest, whatever you want to call it. Because usually E3 for me, that is my time every year. I refresh. I get new clothes. Mm-hmm. And like that, that's like the Tim Gettys uh, summer looks. You know what I mean? That, that uh, holds me out for the rest of the year. It's like the new school look. Exactly. Exactly. I would treat E3 like going back to school, essentially. Um, but now, I was like, you know what? I have enough outfits and enough clothes. I don't need more right now. I'm, I'm feeling okay with like some of my new standard outfits. The problem is when I do these trips, I normally only take one pair of shoes. Because shoes mm-hmm. take up... A lot Jordan's of take up a yeah. lot of space. And I was like, so I have to have all my outfits fit with that one pair of shoes. That's where I broke my rule this time. Bringing 
three pairs. No. Three, I have outfits for three different no pairs. No way. And I'm, I'm going hard. Going Holy hard. Cow. So much so that this jacket didn't match with any of those shoes, uh -huh. but it did match with these. Oh so my. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. I, I wore these just for today, and I'm going to leave them at what the is, studio. And what's wild about that is the fact that people don't see our feet. <laughs> like, I know. We're behind this desk This all is day. for you. Yeah. No, and it's working. <laughs> like, God dang. You yeah. did it. You did it, Tim. Thank Great you. Job. Thank you. Tim. Enough about fashion. Yeah. Enough about our outfits. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some Final Fantasy VII Rebirth because today's stories include another tease about FF7 Rebirth, Final Fantasy IX Remake rumors, and more because this is Kinda Funny Games Daily. Each week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kinda Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to get your questions read on the show. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you. We're live reacting to Summer Game Fest right after this episode of KFGD, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll be doing some predictions and having fun all the way up until the showcase at 12 noon. Uh, watch it live or later on YouTube.com slash games. And Tim, speaking of that, mm -hmm. what you got to say about Summer Game Fest and Amazon? Oh, we are partnering with them. And remember, you can go to Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest all summer long to get all of the hottest games. You can pre-order things. You can buy the hot games that are already out. And that's kind of my thing with this whole mm -hmm. Summer Game Fest season, Bless. Barrett and I were talking about this yesterday. This might be the least hyped I've been for a, a Summer Game Fest in a long time. And I think it's just because I don't need new games announced. There's too many games right now. Yeah, we're Diablo, Street Fighter, we got Final Fantasy around the corner. Zelda, obviously, is still something I have dozens of hours left to play. I'm yep. just like, I'm a little stressed about this, you know? I feel that. You know? Yeah. Well, anyway, Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest to get the games I'm talking about and whatever games we're about to learn about today. Let's go. Uh, and then also, as a PSA, we're shutting down the RT store. Uh, so we've got hot merch deals for you. You can use the code KFGAMES for 15% off until the 10th. And that is leading up to us launch. I believe you've already launched the new store, right? It is. The new store, kindoffunny.com slash store is there. So you have to go to roosterteeth.com, store.roosterteeth.com, yes. and look for kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> and use that code KFGAMES mm -hmm. to get 15% <laughs> off. And you got two days to do that. Again, it's, that's up until the 10th. And then in case you missed it, there's a new episode of The Blessing Show up right now featuring an interview with Jeff Keighley, a game announcement, and a whole bunch more. It's a 16-minute video feature all about how to announce a video game, and that's available over on YouTube.com slash games. And then over on Patreon, a new episode of Remember Blank is up where we remember our favorite Xbox game showcase moments. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twiney, and James Hastings. Today we're brought to you by Amazon, Shady Rays, and BetterHelp, but... We'll tell you about all that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. Oh, Baker's Dozen! Starting with our number one. We've gotten our seventh Twitter update on Final Fantasy VII Hell Rebirth. yes. And this is one that I've been balancing out through the week as we've gotten all these updates because it started off with them being like you know putting out a twitter update of this q a style when can we expect a release date for final fantasy 7 rebirth and then being like we're working on nailing down a release date for final fantasy 7 rebirth very like 
weird news that's not news. Exactly. And it went on over the week where they started they started getting even more non-newsy than that, right? Because like, okay, we're trying to nail down a release date. Okay, I I can see how that's valuable information to me. And then they got to the point where they're like, what's going on with the story in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? There will be a story yeah. in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Will there be new music in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Yes, there will be new music. There will be new arrangements. There will be new arrangements. It's like, okay, thank you. So the seventh update, and I believe the final one, um, if I'm reading all the tea leaves correctly, and if I'm to believe all of um, what I've read in If you assume stuff, it ends at seven, because that would make sense. Yeah, the final update reads like this. So this is from at Final Fantasy VII on Twitter. Uh, the question when can I find out more about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? Answer, more information will be revealed soon. So, again, that's all we get. Mm-hmm. Not newsy, but also kind of newsy, right? The idea of, oh, we're going to see this soon. And this kind of comes off of a discussion we're having, I believe it was on a Gamescast earlier, where you had mentioned that we've gotten all these updates. And when you look at the English translations, they're kind of weird. But when you look at the Japanese translations... There's something interesting going on where it seems like there's a secret message being coded, and it seems like maybe, just maybe, we're counting down to Summer Game Fest. I want to pull in this article from Catherine Castle at Rock Paper Shotgun, who puts it all in context for us. And so the article is titled, Nope, You're Not the Only Ones Confused by Final Fantasy VII Rebirth Dev Comments on Twitter. reads like this. Over the past seven days, the Final Fantasy VII Twitter account has been tweeting some cryptic developer comments from members of the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth team. The tweets are all in a Q&A style format, and most of the questions have been fairly innocuous things like, will Final Fantasy VII Rebirth have original music? And has the battle system changed from Final Fantasy VII Remake? But the answers, at least on the English Final Fantasy VII Twitter account, have been downright baffling and have been, pro- have been promptly memed into oblivion. Things will happen to characters during the story, you say. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah. But thanks to some clever internet sleuthing, uh, eager Final Fantasy fans are quickly realizing that there's a lot more to these comments than meets the eye. Well, at least there is in the original Japanese versions of them. The English, translations, uh, the English translation team clearly didn't get the same memo. Twitter user and frequent translator of Square Enix's Japanese social media output, Itaki Mochi, uh, has been joining the dots between these daily developer comments in an ongoing thread since they first started appearing a week ago. On the face of it, both the Japanese Final Fantasy VII account and the English account are clearly trying to achieve the same thing. They pose the same questions and both highlight keywords and phrases in green to make them stand out. Or so it seems. If you start putting them together, the if you start putting together the highlighted words from the Japanese tweets, they start forming another cryptic message, which fans think reveal hints about how Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will mess with the Final Fantasy VII timeline. According to Itaki Mochi's translations, uh, they go something like this: Fix the timeline, steep freedom, the whereabouts of destiny. Get ready, friends. Join force to fight. New tracks, rearrangements, very soon. Tim, what is going on with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? You know what's going on with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Plus? What's that? We're about to find out in just a few short hours at Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest live at the YouTube Theater in Los Angeles, California in, in front, front of, of 7,000 screaming fans. Let's go. I don't think it's going to be 7,000. I don't know what the capacity is. It might be more like 2,000. Uh, somebody let me know. I'm really interested in, in that number. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm super excited. We're going to get Final Fantasy VII Rebirth today, which surprises me. Last week or last year, Final Fantasy VII had their 25th anniversary event. That's where we first heard about Crisis Core Remastered and also Final Fantasy VII Rebirth officially getting its title, officially getting its winner 2024 uh, release date window. Um, and I expected... 
yes, yes, yes. Because they never said 24. We can still you're, theoretically you're right, get you're it right. in 2020. Technically, it could be. But yeah, because they did say winter. This year for Crisis Core. And then it happened. And then it happened, winter, yeah. yeah. But like we've all assumed it's going to be as late as possible there. Um, but I didn't think that we would get more from this anywhere besides one of two places. Mm. One, a Final Fantasy Square event themselves. Or two, a PlayStation showcase. Yeah. Right? So the fact that it wasn't there, I was like, all right, cool. Now's not the time. I especially didn't think we were going to see it anytime soon because we're so close to Final Fantasy 16. Clearly two very different projects, very different looks, different de- development teams, different directors, different legacies. Almost might as well be different franchises at this point. Exactly. That is so true, especially with the style that 16 seems to be going. Um, but having said that, it's still Final Fantasy. And like we might have split the core a bit here, but this is the equivalent of like uh, a Mario Odyssey 2 and a Super Mario 3D World 2 coming yeah. out within six months of each other. It just feels weird, even though they're totally different games. There's enough similarities and then there's enough like broad market uh, misunderstandings about yeah. Final Fantasy and already. I, I think there's also the idea of the people that play Final Fantasy 16 are the same. That's the same crowd that's going to play Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. And so to that argument, who gives a shit? Yeah. Let's give more and more and more. Like, I'm going to play both. Like, I'm not going to get confused. So if, for the people like me, yeah, speak to me, baby. Tell me something. I want to see it all. I couldn't be more excited for Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Um, and... Another thing I want to say, we talk a lot recently about Ubisoft and kind of like, guys, find yourselves. Like, where are you at? We talk about Capcom and like, wow, they've had such a resurgence. Monster Hunter World going through the, the Resident Evil remake. Street Fighter Six. Yeah. Like, Capcom is on fire. Square Enix, man, they used to be the butt of the joke. We talk about Cyberpunk and we talk about Anthem. We talk about Fallout 76, like these failed games. No Man's Sky. Some of them, oh, but the story, Rainbow Six Siege, they brought it back. Like, it started bad, but they got it there. They got it where it needed to go. Mm-hmm. Square for a decade was LOL. The names of these games are dumb. LOL. It's going to get delayed. LOL. I'll believe it when I see it. They've kind of brought the goods. There's still Balance Wonderland. There's still, yeah, uh, there's the still quiet all the weird man. stuff that they there's put still out. There's still Forspoken. Yeah. There's still things like that. But who gives a shit when we're getting hitting quality? Like Final Fantasy VII Remake being as good as it is and 16 looking to be as good as it's going to be. I expect mm. Rebirth is going well. And you look at these messages they're even saying, like that first one was like, hey, we got some info. Development's going hella good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a direct quote. Exactly. <laughs> that's what they came out and said. Development, they used the word hella. Um, but yeah, no, like I'm, I'm right there with you in terms of Final Fantasy and like where it's at nowadays. Because I was somebody who I, I used to not be excited about Final Fantasy at all, right? I've, I've not come up as a Final Fantasy person. The closest I've gotten is playing Kingdom Hearts 1 on my PS2 back in the day and really, really loving Kingdom Hearts 1. But, like, that was the closest I would get to a Final Fantasy. I would pick up a Final Fantasy game and be like, no, nah, not for me. I'll, I, I remember trying to play 13, which is probably not, not one of the good ones to play. But I remember trying to play 13's it. 13's real good. Yeah. Hate's going hate. 13's good. I definitely got maybe seven eight hours into 13 before i put it down and that's not even an indictment on 13 that's mm-hmm. just how i felt about final fantasy at the time but over the years i've been able to come in and jump in with final fantasy 7 remake and absolutely fall in love with final fantasy 7 remake and now that i think about it in, in even the last year and a half just about right by the time we get to final fantasy 16 i'm gonna play the hell out of final fantasy 16 when we get it but like b- between that playing crisis core back in december and even before that playing stranger of paradise mm-hmm. which i think we sometimes forget came out and was a final fantasy game oh, yeah. that's three final fantasy games in the last year and a half and i've like i i'm gonna play play them all by the time we get through to final fantasy 16 and that is something i would never have thought right yep. me playing final fantasy at, at, at this rate but i think it also speaks to one how 
core Final Fantasy is to Square Enix, which it always has been, but even today, where we've come through, and you talk about the decade where Square Enix was the butt of the joke. All right, this game, we'll see when this game comes out. You know, Final Fantasy VII Remake gets announced, and we get that trailer, and we're like, all right, cool, we'll see. And we're in a place now where it's out. It was fantastic. Our and game of the year. It was our game of the year, and another. we're on the precipice of getting another one probably within the next 12 months, and I believe wild. That. And, <laughs> and I, I believe that. Like, yeah. And we'll see today. Maybe they come out today and they say, hey, actually, it's, you know, summer or fall next year, whatever it is. I wouldn't be surprised about that. But I, I believe that they have their head wrapped around the development and the rollout of this game and that they, they believe in it. Mm -hmm. And, like, that believe is what makes me so excited. I never felt that about Final Fantasy XV. Through no moment of the promotion of that game was I like, oh, I believe that this is actually going to hit the way it needs to. I yeah. wanted it to. I really prayed that it would. And it came out and, like, Final Fantasy XV was good it was yeah. good but it needed to be so much more especially after how long and how much weight and how much was put into that game um but we're in a different era now and i also think final fantasy is just a franchise that has such a important legacy in the storied legacy you know like um, final fantasy 7 the original i remember those conversations of final fantasy 7 versus ocarina of time for mm -hmm. what's the greatest game of all time for a while right like that was a conversation that my friends would have when i was when i was a kid and like go back and forth on and that's what we're talking about when you're talking about bringing back final fantasy 7 through remake and rebirth that's what you're talking about when you're leading into a release of final fantasy 16 i think that's the kind of expectations you go into final fantasy 15 with right and that's both exciting but then also dangerous because you have scenarios where you know, Halo Infinite wasn't that long ago. And Halo, I think, has a similar level of, hey, people, there, Halo means something to people. This is a franchise that is, like, historic. And a, this is a classic video game franchise that has masterpieces involved with it. And so when you go into Halo Infinite, there are these massive expectations that people have. When you don't meet those expectations, it then feels like it's disastrous for the community, right? Like, it's not just a hit to Halo, it's a hit to Xbox in that case. You know, like, coming out and being able to, you know, stand by Final Fantasy and treat Final Fantasy in a way where it's consistently hitting. And, and like, I know people feel certain ways about Stranger Paradise. Stranger or whatever, Paradise, but like, those are spin It's a spinoff, right? And, 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 and like, and I would and say for spinoff, it was well received. Yeah, like Stranger Paradise, I liked it. I, I, I can easily acknowledge all the faults with it, but it was still a fun game. And I think for the most part, the people that played it that saw all the way through, were like, yeah, all right, cool. And you know, had complaints, but it was fine, right? It, it served its purpose. Um, but yeah, I think Square Enix is doing a pretty good job with Final Fantasy from we, what we can tell. And it makes me excited and hopeful that we'll see it today. My question is, what do we see today if we do, if, if it shows up? Do we get a release date? I mean, I think that would be insane. Like, I don't think we do. Like, that feels a little too early. And I, I feel like you don't want to put a date on something, uh, especially these days, right? Until mm -hmm. you absolutely have to and you're absolutely sure. And I don't think they'd be at that point yet. But maybe I'm wrong. Like, the, the way that they're wording these messages, although it's translated, so, like, there's always, like, and they're them. So it's, like, yeah. who knows what exactly is going on, and they're playing with timelines, and they're doing all that stuff. I expect to just see a trailer. Like, I don't expect to see any, like, substantial what, gameplay or anything like that. What would you want to see in that trailer? Um, honestly, anything. Like, mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't need to see anything. Like, the big question I have is the release date at this point. Like, I know I'm going to love this game. I know I'm going to be very excited for whatever they're doing with it like i'm going into final fantasy 7 rebirth and i think the best way possible which is i absolutely adore the original i adore the remake if the if rebirth is as much of a one-to-one -one remake that seven was to the original which is the majority but not fully at all i'd be happy if it's radically different 
I'd be happy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I it's got to like, be radically different, And, and right? I'm expecting that, and like, I feel like if I were to choose one, I'd rather just be a brand new experience. Like, I have seven. I've played seven many times. I am very familiar with that. Yeah. Let's have fun and let's play with it, which the first one did, and I feel like set up the second one to be essentially a brand new video game entirely. Um, and so, yeah, that's all those things. What I want from, a, from Summer Game Fest, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth today, is something that makes me want to watch it over and over and over again the next couple months mm -hmm. you know what i mean just like the last couple trailers yeah. have that they and, i mean that's my expectation my expectation for getting a trailer at summer game fest would be we are getting we're showing you a peek into the weird shit that we're doing with it because if you're going to start off this like weird tease where you're connecting the sentences with fix the timeline already we're talking about the meta shit we're talking about yep. how, how are we going to veer off of the original events of final fantasy 7 and, and play around of course we're Spoilers for Final Fantasy VII Remake, I guess. I don't know if these are spoilers anymore. But how are we going to play around with the timeline of events to make that part of the... To, to, like, to make it fun and make it interesting and make it a thing that'll blow the, Tim, blow the minds of the Tim Gettys of the world? It's not going to be hard, man. I'm a very simple person with a very simple mind. You yeah. show me Zach Fair, I'm going to be excited. You know, and That's like, all I need. Them saying, yeah, like fix the timeline. Them, the whereabouts of Destiny, right? Again, teasing. This is what this is what you know. This is what could change. Them saying new tracks, <laughs> re rearrangements. Again, we're getting weird with the whole like the, the with the tease here of the green highlighted words. But a lot of this is pointing to let's veer off the timeline. Like let's do let's 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 get crazy with it. And if they show us stuff that's substantial or not even substantial, that is fucking weird and interesting. I I'm I'm in for it. Right, oh, yeah. I'm into it. I, I I think that could be a really fun time. Something uh, that I thought was really interesting was um i think it was yoshi p but i might be wrong about this was being interviewed a couple weeks ago about what makes a final fantasy a final fantasy mm -hmm. like what are the actual core things about it is it the gameplay is it the stories the characters like what are the things that have to be there because it is an anthology series but what what are the core tenets of it all and some of the answers given were final fantasy's always been a franchise that pushes the technical limits of video games and from a production standpoint, adding voice acting, the orchestral scores, the just production value put into it, the graphics, the CG cutscenes, all of that stuff. When you think back to or FMV cutscenes, all of it, Final Fantasy pushes things forward, pushes tech forward. And I will never forget, like, I think one of my most, if not my most memorable video game preview I've ever done was playing Final Fantasy VII uh, downtown in San Francisco before it came out. And I got to do the Airbuster boss fight mm -hmm. and when the arrangement right, we did that together uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah when the arrangement of that boss fight hit i like had to take a moment because i'm like video games shouldn't be able to to do this yeah. like this is perfect this sound this this is 10 out of 10 quality they are pushing things forward so much and i love that they're still doing that i bought final fantasy 10 just because everyone was like, yo, this is it. It has voice acting and like video games. We had Star Fox 64 and things like that. But mm -hmm. it was like, this felt different. And in the same way that I rented Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec, I don't like Gran Turismo. I don't like those sim racing games. But I wanted to see what graphics like that could look like on the PlayStation 2. Yeah. You know? I feel like we're there and we're about to get that with Final Fantasy 16. And Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, PS5 from the ground up, baby. Dude, like, let's go. Final Fantasy 7 Remake was on PS4. I mean, that's the th that I, to everything you're saying. One that I think that was my takeaway when I was playing Final Fantasy 13 for PS3 is wow, this game is gorgeous. Damn, this game looks really good. Like I hadn't seen anything that looked that Sounds good on 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 PS3 up until that point. And then also in thinking about my time with Final Fantasy VII Remake, when I think of my favorite moments, there are the moments in cutscenes where you're seeing 
like facial animation and character design that is making me like identify with these characters on a, on, a, on a personal level, right? On an emotional level. I think of the scene where Barrett is looking for his daughter, not our Barrett, but Barrett in the game, right? He's looking for his daughter. And like, you can see the despair in his face, right? When, he, when he's trying to find her. And moments like that made me fall in love with Final, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Moments like, you know, Cloud and I believe it was Aerith, was it Tifa? I think it was Aerith. Aerith on the playground, like, hanging out and getting those cutscenes again, like they nailed that stuff so well. And part of that, a big part of that is the tech and how much work went into really conveying the beauty of these moments. And yeah, like I'm all about it. And I'm like, even having this conversation is making me excited for the uh, rebirth and what we could see today. And so my final question for this is, does it close out the show? Oh, I don't think so. No? It doesn't feel like a, a closer. It's a known quantity. These summer game fest shows, I feel like don't fully have an identity yet though. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know that we can, like correctly guess where uh, something like this will fall. Um, I, I do think it's interesting going into Summer Game Fest kickoff live versus PlayStation Showcase of like where our expectations are, mm -hmm. where it's less an expectation that this is going to be a banger. It's more a desire that this is going to be a banger. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. that Jeff brings the heat. I think he definitely could. I think that there are enough games out there. I think that knowing that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is going to be there, Alan Wake 2, Mortal Kombat 1, there's already enough stuff I'm like, this is going to be a good showcase. Yeah. Are the surprises going to be there? That's, that's always the question that brings it up to that, like, wow, this is a legendary showcase thing. But I think the expectations are in a good place right now, and they're all right. we already know they're going to deliver a quality product. It's just how many surprises are there going to be? Speaking of Final Fantasy story number two, a Final Fantasy IX remake is currently in development, reports claim. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. The leak. The NVIDIA leak. It keeps it's on giving. It's always right. Square Enix is currently... We got to go back. We got to revisit that leak to see what's left. What's because left? After Helldivers 2, I, I feel like I <laughs> ran out of things to even pull from. Uh, Square Enix is currently developing a Final Fantasy IX remake. It's been claimed. In 2021, a Final Fantasy IX remake was one of many unannounced titles listed in a GeForce Now da database leak. These included several Square Enix games that would later be officially confirmed, such as the PC version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, a Chrono Cross Remaster, and Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, while a Final Fantasy IX remake has yet to be announced, Giant Bomb reporter Jeff Grubb claimed this week, quote, I will say I heard very recently, once again, Final Fantasy IX remake is real. That is real and happening, end quote. Gamatsu subsequently reported that a Final Fantasy IX remake is currently in development too. Tim, mm -hmm. you're more of the Final Fantasy person. Uh, what, what's your history with IX? Um, Kevin, I'm going to send a video to, to Assets real quick that I would love for you to bring up in just a second. Um, IX is not my favorite. Okay. Um, it is way more on the fantasy cutesy side. and um, You love Eleven, right? Love 11, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you very I much. He's a big 11 that. person. Yeah. Um, but no, 9 is a classic. It is definitely, it is one of the best. It is a lot of people I know's favorite Final Fantasy. Um, what we're about to show you right now is a fan-made um, Unreal 5 remake project of mm. Final Fantasy 9 that's being worked on that at any moment might get taken down. Yeah. But it looks awesome. And I hope that if Final Fantasy, or if Square is actually making a 9 remake, which at this point I think they are, I hope that it looks like this because it's really mm -hmm. damn cool um but nine's really cool it just came at a time when well so 10 was my first final fantasy so going back to the other ones i was way more drawn to seven with its like techno punk uh look and then even eight like there was just the character designs and elements about it that i was more drawn to i think over time i've come to realize i do enjoy nine more than eight um but i i don't know that i've ever even beat nine mm -hmm. so i'm i'm very excited about the idea of a remake i think that i'm in a much better 
I have a more open mind to enjoy this game now than I did then. Not in the fantasy stuff, not in the cutesy stuff. So a lot of this I'm like, eh, about. Yeah. But not. I mean, do you, what, do you, what would you expect out of a remake? Do you think they would go the Final Fantasy VII remake route? No, I don't think they need to. Yeah. No, actually, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Nine is nine's different. Nine is like, seven is it's a world, you know? And there's the compilation of seven. There's the movies. There's the spinoffs and all that. Nine's just nine. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they could just make nine and put it out. And it'd be a fucking hit. But like, look how cool this is. This is this. Again, this is fan made. But uh, I just love it, and it really gets the the spirit of the art of Final Fantasy IX. And I think mm-hmm. that 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 is where this remake could, I think, really be different than a Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm just surprised we haven't seen six remade. Six was one. What what, what platform did six come out? Super Nintendo. Okay. It was three in America. Six is like well, regarded as like the best one. Mm-hmm. Like if you. Final Fantasy I feel Seven. Like I hear that about every Final Fantasy. But Final Fantasy <laughs> Seven is Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Final Fantasy Six is Link to the, the Past. Okay. Right. Um. So, I'm just surprised we haven't seen that yet, but we will eventually. But the dream would be Octopath Traveler two or Octop- HD two D. Yeah. Two D HD HD two D Final Fantasy Six. Woo! Be still my heart. Give me, give me HD two D Earthbound already. I want Is it there? so bad. I know that's Square, and I know Earthbound is, is Nintendo, but like they can nice. figure it out. Figure yeah. that shit out, please, for the love of God. And also Chrono Trigger, because yeah. I want a reason to go and revisit Chrono Trigger oh, yeah, and play sure. through that game, because dear Lord. Do you think, I mean, I guess where does a Final Fantasy IX remake fit in into like the, the Final Fantasy conversation that we're having in terms of, man, they're going all the way in with Final Fantasy. Do you think that is a, Final Fantasy sixteen is about to be one of those fantasy ones, right, that we're talking about. Do you think they're trying to do that to work in conjunction of, hey, after, coming off of 16 a year later, let's give them more of that fantasy style goodness? Do you think there's a it's strategy very, it's here? Different type of fantasy. Okay. Like, it's very, very, very di- I mean, I think you couldn't be more different. <laughs> 16 okay. is rated M. Yeah. Nine's not. You okay. get what I'm saying? I feel like there's more of like a cartoony. It's like, like a Game of Thrones Harry Potter the, type the thing? Or? You're seeing there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. actually that's really good. Game of Thrones versus Harry Potter. Um, well, yeah, nine. It, there's there's great storytelling. There's dark characters and there is darkness in it. But the vibe and look of it all is a lot more whimsical. like whimsical. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, nine's great. I actually think that nine is an inspired choice for a remake, and I think that there's a great game, great story there that people like you could get really into okay. now for the first time. And I think remaking is a smart call. There's also a Netflix um anime or cartoon. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but they're <laughs> They're making a Final Fantasy Nine show animation, okay. And so I do think all that can be pretty synergistic, uh, and I feel like it could work out. And in, again, continuing Square's kind of dominance of making Final Fantasy a core gaming franchise that it feels like it hasn't been for a while. It's, mm-hmm. It feels like it's been getting a little more niche, right? Um, whereas back in the the day, Final Fantasy was up there with the the Mario's and Zeldas, you know. Mm. Tim. We're getting high off of showcases yes, right now. Are. And that doesn't stop with our next news story, which is also a story about showcases. But before we get there, I want to showcase to you patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Over on patreon.com, you can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon and Summer Game Fest. We are in an absolutely stacked year of video game releases, and you can find all of them on Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest. I hope that you found a spare few hundred hours to play all the amazing games that have come out this year already. Gamers have been eating good this year, but this is the only place you want to be. Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest, because guess what? This summer, there's going to be even more exciting announcements coming through of 
so many more video games that are about to be on all of your favorite consoles like Final Fantasy 16, Armored Core 6, Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1, Exo Primal, Assassin's Creed Mirage. <gasps> the list goes on and on. You can go to Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games as soon as they go up for pre-order. Or you can go check out the website now for everything you might have missed so far this year. Again, that's Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest for all of your video game needs. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do. And you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked you can wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase exclusively for you listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season you can go to shadyrays.com and use the code kind of funny you can get 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people promo code kind of funny at shadyrays.com this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny. And we're back. You know what I would love? What's that? Because I'm a sick, sick little boy. Oh, we know. Kingdom Hearts remake. You know what? Honestly, I, that would be I'd be into it. I'd be yeah, super. Dude. You know, screw it. Remake the whole franchise. Yep. Start back again from one. That's what I'm saying. Like, like a Final Fantasy VII remake, but Kingdom Hearts remake. Could you imagine if they did the timeline thing? Yeah. Okay, maybe not. Kingdom Hearts. You know what? You know how the more I talk about this, that would be? I don't want that. I don't you know want how that. Messy that would be. <laughs> Let's just start over. If Let's they could do, do the timeline again. thing and like the timeline was, we're just gonna make this more simple. We're gonna Kingdom, get rid simple of and clean. Exactly. We're, We're going to get, get rid of that. all the BS and just make it simple and clean. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts Simple and Clean Edition, yep. please. Please. God, that's what they need to call it. <laughs> uh, story number three. Capcom has confirmed several titles for its upcoming showcase. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Capcom has announced three of the games set to be featured during a product showcase next week. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, which will be released on June 30th, and Exoprimal, which will be released on July 14th, will appear at the Capcom showcase. So too will Dragon's Dogma 2, which is yet to be given a release date, but received its first gameplay trailer during last month's PlayStation showcase. 
The Capcom Showcase will take place on Monday, June 12th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. According to Capcom, the show will last for approximately 36 minutes and features some games which aren't suitable for children. <laughs> uh, Tim, I can, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm mm-hmm. tired this morning. Yes. Because I played Street Fighter 6 a lot last night. So happy. I was up Dude, late playing some Street Fighter I have just not played it enough, Bless. I told you. I haven't mm-hmm. talked about it on camera yet, but I talked to you uh, in person. I, the little I played of it is just... I. I needed a break, and I was like, I need to get my hands on these sticks, man. Like, mm-hmm. how is street, how's a new Street Fighter, and I haven't freaking played it yet? Played through Chun-Li's arcade mode. Had a great time. Got little still images giving me her fun little story. And I'm like, God, this is Hell yeah. good. What a solid video game. Yep. It just feels good to play. Oh, and it's yeah. beautiful, too. It's so beautiful. And the thing is, the more I play it, the more I fall in love with it. Because the more, the more options keep opening up, and it's so fun fighting against people online like i posted a clip online of me uh, or posted a clip on twitter of me playing ranked and i've been training up with, with kimberly i've been trying to get better with kimberly and yesterday right after khd you know I'm, like i'm playing a redacted game right now and i was like okay let me get back to playing that but let me do let me do a couple of ranked matches in street fighter first when i saw you i played like 14 matches in a row tim and yeah. i went on a 14 game yes. win streak yes, as did, kimberly dude. and it, it never, I've, I, God, I've never felt so good about a fighting game before, right? Like, I've, I've always loved fighting games, and, like, you know, I've had, I've had good win streaks in games like Guilty Gear Strive and even Dragon Ball Fighters. Like, I've, I feel good about my skill in that game, but going in, training as Kimberly, being like, yeah, let me, let me figure out these combos. Like, let me figure out what I'm doing here, and then going back to ranked, and it actually working, me actually pulling that stuff off, me actually using my, like, anti-airs, like, techniques that should level up my skill as a, a, a playing a fighting game, and it actually working... God, it feels so good. But then it's also awesome, fighting against like different people and seeing the different strategies they employ, even using the same characters, it's so cool. Like yeah. fighting a different Luke and seeing how they play Luke versus how I play Luke, seeing how different people play Blanca and having to adjust to that in real time and getting that best two out of three. God, it feels fantastic. And and how wild is it to think that the first time we played Street Fighter Six was one year ago yeah. at Summer Game Fest? We're gonna be playing games. Tomorrow and the next day, bless that we'll be playing next year fully and talking about here. Like that's it's just wild how that works, man. And Street Fighter Six delivered. Yeah, it, it really did, man. It, it it fully did, and I can't get enough of it. I saw you tweet this, and it's funny because me and Barrett are having the exact same conversation. I almost feel like this year for Game of the Year, we're gonna just have to have a Game of the Year that's not Zelda. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like a new, a Zelda's going to be the Game of the Year, and I feel like that's like there's no way around that yeah. at this point. Uh, at least for kind of funny. And I'm like, all right, cool. We make the rules. Yeah, it's like, what else can we talk about here? Yeah, do you like the week one? Because I do think there'll be way more competition between all the other games. Because, like, already I think none of us agree on what oh, game yeah. the year is. Oh, like, yeah, on, number two exciting. is. Exciting, right? yeah. Because, so. yeah, I, here's what I'll say. I don't, I don't think I foresee any game beating out Street Fighter right now, like, in my number two. Like, in my top, I think my top two in might number be. Two. Yeah. yeah, that's the conversation, though. I think my top two has solidified as, like, Zelda number one and Street Fighter number two. And then right after that, probably Hi-Fi Rush. And then do I count Metroid Prime Remastered? Because if so, maybe that's above Hi-Fi Rush. But like, it's wild how good of a year we're we having. Fantasy, we got Spider-Man 2 still, man. Yeah. Woo! Starfield, which, you know. And Starfield. If that hits, like, and, you know, let alone Armored Core and Lives of P. And there's the Plucky Squire. That could be really cool. And then what if Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth actually does come out this year, you know? It have some hope. No, I don't <laughs> have, have hope. some hope, everybody. I don't even want it to. I, I literally want to don't want it to come out this year. Here's my thing, because I, I, you mentioned earlier in the Summer Game Fest conversation that, like, you know, I, I think you mentioned you don't need, like, you don't need new game announcements. Yeah. I, I feel like 2024 is a bit 
is Baron the right word? Baron might be the right word, right? Like, I can't really think of game, uh, games coming out in 2024 that I'm super excited we about. We don't know any. And, we know so few at this point. But I think I expected to at least know some after the PlayStation Showcase. Mm -hmm. And I, I know they gave us a couple, right? Like, some of those multiplayer games are going to be in 2024. But I'm, I, I guess my big hope for Summer Game Fest and Xbox Game Showcase, for that matter, is to help, help me visualize 2024 better. Because usually this is the moment that oh, yeah. lets, us, is it. lets us know. And coming off of PlayStation Showcase, not really having a like a plan for an exciting 2024 i i need a bit more and I'm, I'm hoping we get that i mean look i know we have a lot to talk about there's a lot of conversations here yeah my thing with that is for as bad as that playstation showcase was it still didn't answer the questions that we know they're going to answer all the games we expected to see there that weren't there we will see eventually so i all the rumors talking about a playstation showcase in september I mean, that's the imagine thing that'll be the place that we hear about the 2024 games because it's not like there just won't be 2024 games. Of course, I mean, of impossible. Course. But I mean, there is a chance that 20 and, pro and this will probably be the case that 2024 not as exciting as 2023. But even on the PlayStation side, it's like what Spider-Man Two is there one big first-party one besides that Horizon DLC and um, like VR stuff and the VR stuff and but they they leaned on Final Fantasy 16 with the as an exclusive and things like that. But like we're gonna get at least one spider-man 2 level game next year i'm i mean that's sure. the that's the strategy of playstation yeah makes me excited to about wondering what is that going to be because we already know that again we're going to have i forget which one's got the 2024 release date between concord and marathon and fair mm -hmm. games but like i think one well held Divers 2 is this year one of those got like a 2024 thing but yeah like what else are we getting as i look as i type in 2024 games and then had to type in video games because when you type in 2024 games it takes you to the olympics <laughs> the olympics is happening, happening next year so fun like fact mario they're about to meet up again let's go uh but you look up 2024 video games and rise of the ronin pops up which very exciting mm -hmm. um suicide squad kill the justice league um there's Earthblade, which is the game coming from the celeste developer yeah um little kitty big city Hell yeah. Wolf Among Us Yeah, too. that's where we're at now. It's those type of games. Which yeah. is like, great. That's going to fill things out, and that's going to be awesome. We might have some mega surprises there that are like, whoa, these are great. But we also are probably going to get Wolverine. You think so? Yeah. 2024? Yeah. Did Insomniac put out a game last year? No. No? Okay. Like, it bewilders me how they're able to have such a consistent cadence but putting out games. They like, have. games usually take, like four, like, four or five years to make, and they're just mm -hmm. putting one out almost every year at this point you put out almost like five games on ps5 alone things been out for like three years <laughs> like yeah. how is this possible in Sonic? Yeah. uh but yeah capcom showcase do you have any expectation uh, are you excited for it zero expectation yeah always potential for some cool stuff i think we're in a, a weird place with capcom right now where they've delivered you know what i mean so mm -hmm. it's like at some point, we're going to have to get the next round of announcements but like we got street fighter 6 we got resident evil 4 remake mm -hmm. We're good. We're yeah, good we right got now. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective about to come out, and the, which I know is going to be exciting for, for Ghost Trick fans. Yeah, and Exoprimal, yeah. I keep saying, that game looks really cool. Now, am I going to pay? I forget how much it is. I think it might be $70. Is that a game I'll pay $70 for? That's a different conversation. But removed from price, that game looks real cool. Capcom's and a fun one. plays real cool because I did a preview on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Capcom's a fun one where it's like there's always the potential that they bring something back that excites the hell out of me. Onimusha, a Dino Crisis remake, like something like that. I'm like, oh my god, I'd pop the fuck off. Mm -hmm. um, and even a Mega Man, I'd be very interested in in what a Mega Man being announced would look like. Um, depending on what it is, I'd be excited or kind of like, eh. But like, Capcom's this like weird X factor, and I think right now 
they're not positioned to be ready to announce the next thing. But hey, Resident Evil 9 needs to be officially announced at some point too. So mm-hmm. God. I don't uh, expect that, but correct cool. couple of, well, a correction for myself. Exoprimal, at least on Steam, is sixty dollars. Um, and then people in chat are saying that it is uh, on Game Pass, which doesn't de- doesn't take away from the fact that it's still sixty dollars, especially if I'm playing on PlayStation. But oh wait, is it also on PS Plus Extra? Is that true? You're wrong. That because if that's the case, then that that's actually very good for it. That actually changes my whole argument. All right, cool. Let's go. Let's play some extra prime. YouTube comes out. theaters capacity is six thousand people. There's about to be six thousand screaming fans. That doesn't mean they're gonna Bless. fill it. <laughs> it's still gonna be two thousand. Oh, Listen, God. I was at Game Awards. Were there empty seats in the back? Probably. I, I was toward the front. You wasn't looking back. Oh, I yeah. Was you were up front. there Listen, the front. Nah, man, I'm VIP. <laughs> Come on, man. You can't, <laughs> can't put me in the back. Can't hold me back. Uh, story number four. Viewfinder gets a release date in PS5 demo. This is from Tom Ivan at VGC. Viewfinder has re- received a release date and a PlayStation 5 demo. The puzzle game, which is developed by Sad Owl Studios and being published by Thunderful Publishing, will be released for PS5 on July 18th. What? Yeah. What the fuck? Build as a mind-bending first-person adventure game in which you can reshape reality by placing found objects into the world. Viewfinder is also coming to Steam this year. Uh, console players can try the game today by downloading a newly released PS5 demo. Of course, Viewfinder, if you don't remember, was one that I believe Andy brought up during a, a, a games cast. It's like a first-person puzzle game. Think like a um, like a Manifold Garden or Portal or Superliminal where it's all about perspective, but you're taking pictures and then like taking like placing those pictures in the real world to then manipulate the world into solving these cool puzzles like it's a very cool trippy weird ass game that i'm all about i, I can't wait to play this so badly. dude i am shocked this i thought this was gonna be next year maybe yeah this is that type of indie game you're like oh we got our eyes on this one this is a cuphead you know what i mean yeah this, and it's coming in a, next level next month a demo yeah. now yeah i can't wait Especially because July, July is perfect because July isn't that packed with big video games like May and June have been. Yeah, right. Like unless you're a big Pikmin fan, um, Lakers head, <laughs> Lakers head. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm looking for stuff to do in July. And so, oh my yeah, god, I'm gonna play dude, the hell out of this. This this has the potential to be in that game of the year conversation. Yeah, again, be like that game Sifu of the year, not Zelda of... conversation. But, exactly. But yeah, be the Sifu, be the um, be the Cuphead, or be, be like, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be the oh Celeste. God, I game. hope this is as good as it can be because. I, you know, honestly, I'm just excited to play this. I feel like no matter what, it's going to be very, very cool. But I'm hoping that it is one of those, like, transcendent experiences. Oh, yeah. Same here. My my one thing with it, I, I think it looks dope. I think it's going to be dope. Is it going to surpass the Superliminal of the world? Because, like, I, I really enjoyed Superliminal. But Superliminal, I think, had some, like, things here and there where it didn't it didn't fully blow me away. You know, like, I enjoyed a lot. I think the idea was really cool. But I, the gimmick... I think by the time I got halfway through that game, the gimmick kind of faded away mm. a bit, and I just was in this puzzle, um, my flow of solving puzzles and stuff. I hope that moment to moment, even as I get further into the game, they're able to surprise me. I think that's the big thing is surprise. Yeah. Yep. You know, are you going to be able to blow me away by the time I'm in? I'm two thirds into the uh, into the game. You you introduce like new th- new wild things to me. That's the hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, story number five. Friday the thirteenth. The game is being delisted and shut down. This is Joseph Yaden at Gamespot. Friday the 13th, the game, will no longer be available to purchase digitally and physically after December 31st, 2023. Publisher Gun Media's Friday the 13th license will expire on December 31st, 2023, and there are seemingly no plans to renew it. We do, we do know the game will be playable until at least December 31st, 2024. 
Uh, it's unclear whether Friday the 13th will shut down for good, but there's still time left to enjoy it for now. This comes by way of a tweet from the publisher, which notes that Friday the 13th, the game, will be available to purchase for $5 until it's delisted at the end of 2023. Likewise, each DLC pack will be available for $1, making it easier for players to dive in before the game uh, and its contents are pulled from storefronts. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. This is, uh, you know, one of those things that's going to continue to happen more and more as video games have new types of licensing. And we saw a big rush of this in the 360 era with licensed music stuff of like games being taken down. Uh, a lot of the first wave of downloadable games, um, mm -hmm. things like the TMNT Turtles in Time uh, remake that they did, uh, that getting pulled, it was like, whoa, that's a full-ass game. And you, you're pulling it? Like, that doesn't make sense. It's like, oh, it's licensing. Yep. And I feel like that story's gotten more and more common over time. Thank was that what happened with... This uh, is... No, this, is... <laughs> oh, this image is great. <laughs> An amazing image. Is that, was that uh, how it went down with Scott Pilgrim, the game? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that still bums me out. Exactly. And then, you know, over time, they might figure it out, but it, they might not. Like, Scott Pilgrim, I think, got lucky. Like, yeah. that is... I can't believe that game ever came back. Um, but with this, it's, you know, so many things at play. It is... Uh, this is the type of game that I wouldn't expect to come back, you know? Because it's this multiplayer 100%. game that, like, yeah. is of the moment, and it would have to be, pro like... It would have to be through the power of people on on the internet that know how to like preserve shit, right? Yeah. Like preservers out there and people who can like mod shit and like you know figure out how to keep that stuff alive. Like it's not going to be. I, I don't think it's going to be through the the studio who made the game that um, uh, in order to keep it alive, right? And that's the thing, that's the thing that sucks about it. But also, like it had. I mean, I think Friday the Thirteenth had its time, right? Like this game came through, it made a splash, it got the Greg Millers of the world in, it led to. <laughs> specifically yeah and it kept that 4v1 asymmetrical multiplayer um format going a bit alongside like dead by daylight and other games right but like evolve came out and okay. was one of the first uh of those that try to push it on a big level and i'd say it came out and didn't do that mm -hmm. right like evolve came came and went it, it didn't succeed in the mission but friday the 13th along with other games came through stood its ground did that on a level that was more manageable because it was a smaller thing, but using a license that was very popular and um, had this in interesting gameplay gimmick that worked. Um, and now we've seen more games come off of that, right? We saw Predator Hunting Grounds that kind of funny got into for um, th th that year. Um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Basically games that are tailored to Greg. Mm -hmm. um, Ilphonic games. Ilphonic games, yeah. We've seen that continue to carry the flag and continue to come out and get in the Greg Millers. And yeah, like shout out to Friday the 13th for doing its thing, right? And like really- Trying its best. <laughs> for trying its best and getting an audience in that really enjoyed that game. Our final news story for the day. Story number six, Like a Dragon Gaiden seemingly arrives this November. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Uh, Yakuza spinoff, Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, arrives November 9th this year, according to a PlayStation Store leak. As reported by Gamatsu, new de details for Like a Dragon Gaiden appeared on PlayStation Store price tracking website, PS Deals, suggesting the game now exists in the store's back end, even if it's not available to view publicly. A synopsis of the game arrived alongside the release date leak, quote, once a legendary Yakuza, Kazuma Kiryu faked his own death and abandoned his name for the sake of protecting his family, it said. Now he is thrust into conflict by a mysterious figure attempting to drive him out of hiding, end quote. The description also highlights two distinct fighting styles available to players, the aggressive Yakuza style and the gadget-infused agent style. Quote, with the Yakuza style, strike fear into enemies by unleashing wildly aggressive moves powered by Kiryu's unparalleled strength and flair, the post said. 
or up the ante with the agent style by delivering blows with absolute speed and precision while using an array of high-tech gadgets like electrified bind wires to stun enemies then send them flying end quote you gotta love yakuza Uh, little has been said about like a dragon gaiden which will connect yakuza 6 with the upcoming like a dragon 8 since it was announced in september 2022 the release date alongside these other details will likely be announced officially at the rgg summit summer 2023 showcase taking place on june 15th end times showcase season the leaks are happening oh yeah man this is i am happy like the lack of leaks that have been going on Mm -hmm. um i think specifically for summer game fest like a lot of the, the the win gets taken out of the sales when things leak right before that specific showcase. I, I want to see them win. I really, really, really want the Jeff showcase to be like phenomenal, you know. Yeah. Um, but looking at this, don't expect to see this there. They're talking about the RGG Summit. That makes a lot more sense to me. I'm excited that the Yakuza franchise is popping off as much as it is in recent times. So many. There was a Yakuza game that came out in, in February. And it's a different style. Like a Dragon different <laughs> remakes, different, all the stuff. Like, hey, they're delivering for their fans. You'll love to see it. Yeah, good for them. Tim, I'm excited to see if Like a Dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name, delivers for the Yakuza fans. Uh-huh. But that game with a very long title is so far away. If I wanted those coming out to Mom Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got Harmony, The Fall of Reverie for Switch and PC. MotoGP 23 for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mask of the Rose for PC and Switch. Cool name. Right? Generic as hell, but cool. Mask of the Rose. That sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah, totally does. <laughs> You've unveiled my trap card. Mask of the Rose. Now give me all your life points. Uh, Pro Cycling Manager 2023 for PC. Speed Crew for Switch and PC. And then Tour de France 2023 for PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One. We got one new date for you. Blasphemous 2 launches August 24th for Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC, according to a PSN leak. Get it together, PlayStation. Usually, I feel like leaking directly from PlayStation is wild. Like, who who do you think you are? Walmart Canada? (laughs) (laughs) Jim Ryan, get it together. Uh, Deal of the day for you. Payday 2 is free on the Epic Game Store. And then Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition plus Guacamelee 2 are the free titles for next week. Tim? Mm Mm-hmm. People can, of course, write in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to get your questions read on the show. Just like Dean L. did. Dean L. writes in and says, Hey, Blessing Tim, in honor of this packed Street Fighter slash Diablo double release week, do you guys have any favorite combo of closely released games? Mine is Portal Combat Week in April 2011. That was Portal 2 and Mortal Kombat 9. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Hope you all have a great summer game fest. You know, I actually do have an answer that pops to mind. Oh. I don't know if the actual release dates were close, but um, I pre-ordered two games, and I picked them up at the exact same time at the EB Games at Stonestown. RIP. It's now a GameStop. That's how that works. Um, it was Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube, obviously, because I'm not a crazy person. Uh, and yeah, F-Zero I had version, GX. Right? And Heiachi. Of course, oh, Heiachi. Congratulations. Oh, <laughs> my guy. I didn't even know who he was at the time. I was like, who's this guy who punches? Give this man a weapon. God, dang it. <laughs> Figure this shit out, Figure this shit out. Um, but yeah, F-Zero GX and Soul Calibur 2, both in the GameCube. Um, and it was awesome. That, that sounds awesome. That was a great time. It was, like, I want to say, August 2002, something like that. Mm. Um, I want to look into it to see if they actually did come out at the same time. But I remember me and my friend Curran for the next like couple weeks 
just playing this one for a couple hours, that one for a couple hours, this one for a couple hours, just back and forth and back and forth. What a time, man. Oh, this is, I really like this question because there are a few that come to mind. I feel like now the classic one is going to be Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal because that, I think because those games have such opposite styles, right? In one game, you're shooting through demons in hell and in the other game, you're paying your landlord money. Like you're trying to raise money and build houses and build land and, you know, trying to make sure Timothy Nook or whatever his name is. Timothy <laughs> Nook. <laughs> You're trying to make sure Tom Nook has all his coins. Um, that that made for such great memes. And the internet was a delight for that two-week span. During this period of time, that was fucking terrible because the pandemic was starting and all this. But, yeah, like, I that, that one stands out to me. Um, another one, back in 2017, which was, like, the last time we had one of the best gaming years ever, uh, there was that... I think it, it might have been September or October. It was sometime in the fall where we got Mario Odyssey, I believe Assassin's Creed Origins, mm. and I think it was Wolfenstein yeah. 2. Yeah. yeah. October 7th. Oh, dude, Barry remembers the day. That was a wild day. That was a wild day. Um, and, like, God, I, I, I mean, obviously, I, sp- I, I started with Mario because, yeah, like, what else? <laughs> I can play Assassin's Creed Origins. What do I look like, Greg Miller? Uh, but, yeah, no, Mario was such a special game. And then... I finally beat Mario and then went on to Wolfenstein after not even having expectations like that. And Wolfenstein also blew me away. Like, I couldn't believe how much I fell in love with Wolfenstein. Um, and so, yeah, that for sure sticks out for me. But then another one that isn't two games. Real, but, real quick there, just uh, talking about, uh, not that time, but the first one you said about the Animal Crossing uh, Doom. Doom. That was also Ori and the Will of the Wisps. It was, Which yeah. is one of the first games that we ever reviewed together Yeah, uh, during those early days. And I totally forgot about Ori. I was doing all the Xbox predictions and stuff. What's that studio up to? Where are we? At? I think it's about time to hear about another Ori. I I don't expect it, but like, you that think is they would make an Ori three or a new new game? I, I pray they make an Ori three. Yeah. I feel like Ori was so damn good. Ori two was fucking phenomenal, but still had some issues. I think an Ori three could just be like knock it out of the park, mm. beautiful, amazing game. You know what? Speaking of that, what's going on with Wolfenstein three? I mean, are y'all even making it? <laughs> like, well, that's, uh, is I, Indiana, Indiana Jones? Jones? You know, I think I do think kind of is the hurts. It hurts. Like, get that game out the door then, and start working on Wolfenstein. <laughs> like, cool. Like, you're making an Indiana. I'm excited for an Indiana Jones game, but I'm more excited for Wolfenstein Three. If I'm being honest, I want to play Wolfenstein. Dang it. Um, there was another one. I this isn't two games. It's a game and an album. Um, but in 2016, I believe it might have been 2016. Um, no, was it? Or was it 2015? Somewhere around there. Ratchet and Clank remake came out for a PS4, really close to uh, Big Sean and Janae Aiko's album, uh, 2088. And so whenever I think of that game, I think of that album. And whenever I think that. about that album, I think about that what game. What a great pair. Yeah. Oh my. I listened to that. I listened to that album all throughout playing that game. So funny. Just like a, just the weirdest pairing, right? Like, God, I love it. But yeah, I think I, those are the main ones that come to mind. It's so hard to like think back to other games that had really close release dates like that. Yeah. Like I wonder, I, I feel like when I was a kid, I got Jet Force Gemini and Donkey Kong sixty four all in one go, and that's why I am the way I am that's today. Why, yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> that's the reason why this you have happening. this current version of me. <laughs> also, shout out to uh, Little Caesar in chat. Twenty eighty eight was legit. Very good album. Very great album. People don't talk about it enough. Tim, you know you got one more question. From yeah. Charles Jacobson, who writes and he up. says, Greetings, blessing Tim. With tomorrow's new Fortnite season, Optimus Prime rolls out onto the island. Oh, man. My question, Fortnite's Battle Royale is just six years old. 
What would you have found hardest to believe back in 2017 hmm. that we'd see a game where Optimus Prime, Spider-Man, Luke Skywalker, and uh, Master Chief could be all in the same squad, or crossplay and cross-save would become a thing you expect in new multi-platform games? Have a lovely day, and can't wait to see you react to SGF 23. Sincerely yours, Charles J. Fantastic question, and honestly, I do think that they are fairly equal, and I would have never believed they'd happen. I do think, though, at the end of the day, I'd got to go with crossplay and cross-save. I really? never thought we were going to get that. That felt like such a no way. That I think that in my time covering video games, the most no, I just simply don't believe it, is this and Xbox Game Pass. Wow. Them being like day and date, first party titles from here on out, you'll be able to get them. It's like, surely that can't be true. Surely you're just talking about Crackdown 3. You're not talking about Halo. Mm. You're not talking about Gears. They were. Wow. Yeah, I, I that's mean, pretty I, much it, though. Bless you, know what I mean. What else they putting out on it? I really had to do it. I had to do. Get it, it together, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think for me, I would go the crossover stuff. Right, the fact that you have Spider-Man and Luke Skywalker and Master Chief and Batman in a game, and they give Batman a gun. I don't even know Batman's in it. I just assume because that's what Fortnite is. <laughs> like, they, they give Goku he a is, gun. He is in several different iterations. Of like him. that's insane. Give that's, Chucky a gun. Chucky Finster. Well, you wanted Chucky Finster to be on the other side of the gun, if I remember correctly. That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> That's, you know, somebody, somebody find the tape. Roll back the tape, because I'm pretty sure you said that. But you no, know, hey, like, Am I alone? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just... But I think, honestly, even more so than these examples, the thing that blows my mind the most is that Fortnite became the biggest game on the planet. Mm. Like, it's one of the biggest games of all time. It's one of the biggest things. Fortnite. Games. A game that... We made fun of for years because oh, yeah. it felt like vaporware. A mm -hmm. game that like was showed off years prior, and I'll listen to giant bombcasts, and they would joke about like, "Oh yeah, remember Fortnite? Oh man, I'm, Fortnite's gonna come come out someday, right?" And then it came out, and it was dead. And then they put out a battle royale mode, and that turned it into the Changed biggest the thing on the. Pl That's insane. Yep, that's it absolutely really wild. Could never have guessed that. But yeah, Fortnite. What a neat thing. What a neat little thing. What a neat little thing. Uh, now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe um, multiple people are writing in about the seating capacity of the YouTube theater we appreciate it 6,000 screaming fans uh, Nano says the FF9 cartoon was never announced for Netflix also it's being made by a French studio which I think technically makes it non-anime. That's, that's what I was saying. I don't know about the definitions about, or I didn't know exactly the details there. Yeah. I thought it was Netflix, though. But I don't think anybody knows the definition of anime. Um, let's see, you know it when you see it. Just like ah, never mind. Uh, Corey G says, "I've seen Final Fantasy VII porn." Wait, <laughs> if I don't, I messed that up. <laughs> I meant time. If I don't. If I'm remembering correctly, you we don't need to get into the details, Kev. We don't need to get into the details. That wasn't the wild part. It, it wasn't the fact that you mixed up seven and ten. That was the crazy thing that no, came out of your mouth just then. Not the details, but wasn't that like downloaded by accident because you thought you were getting? Yeah, okay. Cool. Oh, was it LimeWire? Yeah, it's always well, LimeWire. It, it was, uh, it was Kazaa, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember one time I thought I was going to download 808s and Heartbreak from LimeWire. Let me tell you, that was not 808s and Heartbreak. Yeah, yeah it was oh, not the no. Final Fantasy Ten Two trailer either. Oh, man. So much blur, so much mosaic. Mm, mm. Uh, Nano says, I can't find anything about Extra Primal being on PS Plus Extra, only Game Pass. Appreciate you. Um, 
Okay. Oh, but be, there's been reports about a new Friday the 13th uh, game uh, incoming, but we'll see. Interesting. Uh, I'm on, I mean, leak, a self leak you're button. wronging um, that I already said I wasn't really sure about. I thought I just got them at the same time. I was correct there. Uh, I was totally off about the year, though. It was 2003, not 2002 for F-Zero and Soul Calibur. Mm. Soul Calibur 2 was July 5th and f-zero was july 25th but i think i had pre-ordered soul caliber and i just waited to pick it up mm. uh, for f-zero uh a bunch of people are writing in about moon studios apparently there have been reports about moon studios and microsoft not working together anymore mm. based on like workplace allegations or workplace stuff um but also missing link here is saying that moon studios has already said that their next game isn't ori it'll be a top-down action rpg I almost didn't want to say it because I knew that would make you really sad. Yeah, I'm bummed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's hosts for the show are going to be Sancho West and Chloe. There's something crazy going on outside those doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sancho West and Chloe, though. Sancho West and Chloe. Love this, man. Let's that should go. be fun. We're all, we're all heading out. So it's like, yo, yeah. we want the show to keep rolling, though. So the homies are coming through. Yeah, really, really excited to see what they, they pull off there. Uh, of course, if you're watching this live after this, we're going to be hanging out until Summer Game Fest. So come chill out with Mike, Nick, and Andy as we have fun and make predictions for the show. And then tune in at noon to watch Summer Game Fest happen live at the Shrine Theater. No, it's at the YouTube Theater in front of possibly 6,000 fans. Screaming fans, If they sold it out. I've not gotten confirmation or not if they've sold out the show, but yeah. we'll have to see. Uh, Tim, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games mm-hmm. Daily, uh, each and every weekday live right here on YouTube and Twitch. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. Wes, look at this. Look at this gift that Corey Cudney made. Oh, that's it's fantastic. It's perfect. Holy cow. So.